Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of Project Shadow. My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, and I don't think I can put this off anymore. Hey, let's talk about Titans. Yeah. Okay, so I, I feel like anytime I talk about a DC property, I almost feel like I have to say, I, I watch for love. I really do. I am a huge fan of a lot of characters from DC Comics, and... I have enjoyed many, many shows in the past, and many movies in the past, and DC has lost its mind. I don't don't know what to say other than that. Um, before we get into spoilers, because, oh, I am going to spoiler the spoiler of all spoilers on the spoiler on this one. Um, oh my goodness. Basically, if you want to know what this show is like, imagine if... DC went to Dwight Schrute from The Office, if you remember him, and said, hey, do you have an idea for a Teen Titans TV series? Because the one thing that came to mind every time I watched an episode of this show, which they very unmercifully decided to have come out every week instead of putting it all up for the watching, was when... It was in the first season of The Office, they're talking about what makes a hero, and he says a hero is someone who suffers a personal tragedy that must be avenged, and that a hero kills bad guys. And now you know everything you need to know about Titans. Um, I wish Brian could be here to do this episode today, because he, he lost it at the end of... <laughs> the series because it is somehow an a series of origin stories and some of that can be expected because you know it is the origin of the titans universe for you know the show so you expect some amount of you know, here's where Beast Boy came from, and Dick Grayson's Robin, and, you know, Raven, and Coriander, because, yeah, anyway, yeah, so you expect that, but, oh no, they're not done, they're, they're not done, they have, they give us, in course of the series, the origin story for Doom Patrol, which... I only hope means that when Doom Patrol actually comes out, we won't have to suffer through their origin story again, that they'll just be like, it's on Titans, go watch it over there. So, yeah. And yet that's kind of also the episode that's the origin story for um, Beast Boy, but they introduce Beast Boy earlier and then give him a second origin story in the Doom Patrol episode and we spend a lot of time. There's a whole origin story for um, Hawk and Dove, who I guess play a part in the show. 
again, we'll talk about that more when we get to spoilers. It's just, it's origin story after origin story after origin story. It is a confused mess of a show. And I don't hate it. I, I feel like I have to start there. I don't hate it. I didn't like it, but I don't hate it. And that puts me in a very strange and bizarre place because, you know, I, I, of course I wanted to really like it and I didn't at all. I'm hoping it does get a second series, second season, and that they iron out some of the problems that they had. I, I enjoyed quite a few of the actors that they had playing the characters. I think they both looked the part and... I kind of liked how they played the part. The big problem with this series was not the actors. It wasn't even the special effects or the action sequences, which could be enjoyable, though they were very few and far between because the show is a drama for some reason. It's the writing, and that hurts so much to say that because as far as credited writers go, we have Greg Berlanti, who is a good writer and should be able to do something so much better than this. Jeff Johns wrote quite a few episodes and they really, really should have been better than they were. For some reason, they brought in Akiva Goldman, who, yes, he worked on some projects like I've got his IMDb open and okay. He, he, all right. Like, I guess, I mean, he wrote some of Star Trek. He was an exec producer for some Star Trek discovery. He, he wrote some things that were okay, but I mean, this is the guy who wrote, I'm sorry. He produced King Arthur, the legend of the sword, which was an, a terrible movie. He apparently was a consulting producer for fringe he produced the executive um he executive produced the paranormal activity movies and he wrote batman and robin which is probably easily the worst batman movie that has ever been made i think worse than batman forever it's really hard to tell those both were, were so bad so i don't know why he was brought on board i don't know why a lot of the people were brought on board but the episodes that were particularly upsetting were the ones written by Jeff Johns and Greg Berlanti, because I know the quality that their work can get to, and it just didn't. And all I can hope is that DC had a vision that they were going for with this and forced them to work within it, because this series really suffers from everything that the Snyderverse tried to be. It is dark. And by dark, I mean, there are almost entire episodes that the actors are rim lit, meaning that the lights coming kind of coming from the side. So everything's black and you can kind of see the outline of their faces slightly and the shine in their eyes. Yeah, I mean, it's literally a dark show. The color is wiped out in the color correction for the entire thing, which was unnecessary and just really uncomfortable to watch. 
the musical choices were very simple. You know, I, I can hear the order now. People really like Stranger Things, so do something Stranger Thingsery to it. Because you know that like keyboard setting on a synthesizer where you hold down the key and it just goes do 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 you know, and they use that to quite good effect in Stranger Things because it's part of a bigger musical score. Like the basic idea of this series is I'm just gonna hit a note and just hold it just do 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 do. To the point where the music itself becomes distracting. Like, I, I, oh, there, there are so many places they went wrong. And I don't know how many more I can talk about before we go into spoiler territory. I mean, they, it, it's the story that you expected. It's Raven and Trigon and all that, that, that pretty much kind of makes up the arc of the first season with the exception of well we take a break for the doom patrol and we take a break for um an extended break for hawk and dove twice who really feel tacked on to the show they really feel tacked on to the show and yeah, I'm going to have to wait till we get to the spoiler part before I talk about that much more. But it th there's an attempt to make the Teen Titans sexy, which I think is why they got rid of the word teen. Um, both Coriander and um, Dick Grayson have a bunch of sex in this show. There's much more profanity than I would expect from a Teen Titan show. That doesn't upset me that much. I'm not really moved one way or the other by blue language, but it was surprising the amount of F-words that were in the show, especially, you know, considering that Teen Titans Go is so big. <laughs> it, that's the other thing is with Teen Titans Go being so big, I think they really wanted this to be the exact opposite of Teen Titans Go, so nobody can have fun. Not even Beast Boy can really tell jokes. And everything's going to be dark and sour and nasty, and we use F-bombs, and we get naked a lot. There's there's a lot of naked in here. And I, I'm not anti-naked, and the people that get naked, okay, they're not hard to look at. But, yeah, it... They seemed to be writing off of a checklist of how many times you needed to see somebody's butt or boobs or how many times somebody needs to be in excruciating pain or how dark their origin story has to be to the point where oh, I'll talk about that in the spoilers. Batman is technically kind of in it, but we'll have to talk about that in the spoilers because it's it's a spoiler to talk about. There are so many side roads and diversions and it just can't keep straight what it's doing. It has little to no idea what it's doing. It just does things and things happen and then it's over and there's a post-credit scene at the very end of it. So 
if you do watch it and you get all the way to the end, there is a post-credit scene at the end. So, yeah, that's a thing that they did for reasons. Um, they are apparently doing a season two. I, I'm looking at uh, IMDb and they have things listed in here for season two. All I can hope is that it's better. I really hope that it's better. Because, like I said, this is not the worst thing that I have ever seen. But it, it, oh, it's close. It, it, it doesn't know what it is. I don't even like that it's called Titans because at no point in the series are they really a team. And the amount of made up drama between the characters and in the world. And when things look like we might be able to get a happy scene, we have to throw some weird diversion in that takes us off in a completely different direction. Oh, I I hope they fix a lot of this in season two and that season two works as kind of a soft reboot because I am going to give one spoiler before we get into spoiler spoilers. And that is Trigon is not defeated by the end of the first season. So the actual arc of the season doesn't work well because you expect, okay, everybody thinks, you know, you see Raven's going to be in this. We're going to have to deal with her dad. And so that's going to be season one. No, that's not season one. That's going to be season one and part of season two, if not all of season two. And hopefully it doesn't get dragged on for more than that. It really does suffer from like everything that made the DCEU movies drag and not work. They're all in this show. The overly emotional characters, the, I feel so sorry for, um, what's her name? Um, Tegan Croft, who they cast to play Raven because you, you already know that they're going to have a problem not making her just come off as this emo child. And they literally have her just break out into tears at random points in the story and it makes you question the acting, but you know that it had to be in the script because it's actually a plot point that somebody will bring up. You know, it's a point that the other characters reference. So the script said that she had to just break down and cry for no reason and that she had to have some weird anxiety thing for no reason because that's what we're doing now. This show had so many opportunities to work. There are so many things it could have done right if it wanted to. And it just didn't. So I think that's all I can say before spoilers. So when we come back after this word from our sponsor, we'll get into the spoilers. And we're back. Okay, so from now on, I will be giving spoilers for the first season of Titans. And I did watch the whole thing, so there will be spoilers for everything. So, if you don't want spoilers, and you still want to watch it after my non-spoiler review part of the episode, go do that, then come back and we'll talk, because 
Oh my goodness. Okay. So spoilers, 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 spoilers. Okay. So the basic plot of the story revolves around Dick Grayson, who has decided that he's no longer going to be Robin because Batman is this monster without conscience, but at least he has a code. And the problem is Grayson has a conscience and Batman turned him into this monster and he can't stop being that monster. And so he decides to go off and become a cop because he still wants to do good in the world, but he doesn't want to be Robin anymore, but he takes the suit with him because reasons. And Rachel is living with this woman that she thinks her is her mom until this, these people show up and they kill her and Rachel escapes and gets away and ends up at the same police precinct that Dick Grayson works at. And then more bad things happen and they end up on the road in this weird buddy comedy thing. And then they get separated and Corey Ander comes into it because she was, I don't know, a prostitute. I don't understand the introduction of Corey, but basically terrible things happen, which cause her to have amnesia and then she kills a bunch of people and then she finds Rachel and saves her by killing a bunch of people. And then they run off together and then Dick Grayson and Coriander fight and they fight and they fight and then they have sex and then they fight some more. And then Jason Todd shows up for no reason so that Dick Grayson can go off on a, Oh wait, I skipped a part. And then they run into beast boy who takes them back to the mansion where the Doom Patrol are, and we meet the Doom Patrol, and we have the whole side thing there, and then Beast Boy leaves with them, and then they end up at one of Bruce Wayne's safe houses, I believe in Chicago, and then Jason Todd shows up, because there's a diversion that we have to go on that shows that us why Batman does terrible things to his Robins, because... Jason Todd is a monster who just murders cops like straight up murders and paralyzes cops because Batman has no conscience or something. And I'm hoping that's setting up red hood, but it really didn't feel like it was setting up much of anything. And then we go back to people and there's more sex between Corey and Dick, and then they go to the place where bad things happen, and Beast Boy eats a guy, and they save Rachel's mom, and nobody's critical about this at all, and then they go to this place, and Dick Grayson has... No, 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 I'm sorry, I missed a thing. I missed the whole Hawk and Dove thing, because it's such a weird sidetrack, because we go off and we meet Hawk and Dove... And Dick wants to leave Rachel with them while he's going around so that they'll be safe. And then the bad guys who are hunting them down show up and they put Dawn, um, Dove, into a coma. And then we meet Wonder Girl for reasons and have a whole side thing with her and some um, poachers who are smuggling dead animal parts into the country and there's a rhino that you think is going to be a thing but isn't a thing and then she and dick have an argument and then 
she reads a thing that tells them that Starfire is here to kill Rachel. And if it sounds like I'm meandering, I'm just trying to get through the plot and I'm skipping a bunch because it's hard to remember where it happened in the show because it really didn't matter and it didn't make sense. Like there's this whole side thing about this creepy family that works for the cult that worships Trigon and the guy who makes the eggs who can kill them and all this other crap. And then they rescue Rachel's mom who turns out to be a bad guy because she really loves Trigon. And then she poisons Gar beast boy and tells Rachel to heal him and he can't heal. She can't heal him. And she's like, well, why don't you ask your father? Your father will come. Just think about your father. He's stronger than you are and he can save him. And she goes and gets eaten by flesh blood mirror and then pulls Trigon out. Who's this like wimpy looking guy that is unassuming, I guess, to make us feel like, you know, everything's going to be easily done because usually we meet Trigon and he's this great mighty demon thing which they show hints of when they're on Corey's ship, when Corey remembers that she's an alien, which has already happened by this point because reasons. And then they go to save Rachel. And then there's this weird like dream thing where um, Dick Grayson is living happily ever after with a kid and he's married to Dawn or Dove from Hawk and Dove and Corey has become an FBI agent and Gar and Rachel are in college and um, Jason Todd shows up in a wheelchair and tells Dick that Batman's gone crazy because the Joker killed. Well, he he's in a wheelchair because the Riddler apparently uses guns now and the Joker killed Commissioner Gordon by torturing him. And Batman's gone crazy, and Dick's the only one who can save Batman, and so he goes into... I didn't think it was possible to make a more dystopian um, Gotham City than the one that was in the Elseworld crossover event on Gotham, but oh no, they went there. It's, it's worse. And then you have Dick trying to chase Batman down, and while we never see his face and we never hear his voice they end up fighting and batman kills like a whole bunch of police officers he tries to kill the joker and injures him really badly then he kills him and then he breaks into arkham and kills everybody including and when i say everybody that's everybody that's guards that's the warden and the prisoners and then they go to wayne manor and he kill batman kills a whole bunch of police officers and then dick grayson blows up wayne manor and finds Batman in the um, wreckage and then breaks his neck. And then we come out of that and we find out that that all happened inside of his head because Trigon was testing him and giving him choices whether or not to embrace the darkness inside him. And he chose darkness. And Dick Grayson's like, yeah, it's awesome. You'll find out soon enough. Oh. And then we get credits because that's the end of the season. And then we get to the end and we see Superboy break out of a containment pod. And then he breaks out Crypto the Superdog. And Super Crypto's eyes glow. And that's it. That's season one. 
and that's all the stuff that they did because reasons. And in and of itself, it had like some interesting ideas in there because if you know, their Jason Todd would make for an interesting Red Hood and make for an interesting villain for the Titans to go up against, and maybe eventually they'll get there. I don't know. I really don't know. Their Trigon is weird. The side stories are weird. We get an extent. We get an extent after Trigon. Okay, so after Rachel escape. No, yeah, after she summons Trigon, we get an extended flashback episode where we find out that Hawk was molested as a child and about him and his brother and how he and Dove got together and then Dove wakes up and says that we have to go help Rachel and then they never show up again except for in the weird pseudo dream thing that Dick Grayson has so that's I guess setting something up for season two and the show made no sense it really didn't and I don't understand why it was such a jumbled mess of things. Like, it didn't have to be such a jumbled mess of things. It could have picked a storyline and told that storyline. And because we get an entire episode of Hawk and Dove and their origin story. And when I say their origin story, like, it starts when Hank is... I don't know, he's like playing peewee sports and gets molested by his coach. So it literally starts when he's a kid and we could see him grow up with his brother and go to college and get kicked out of college. And then he and his brother become vigilantes. And then his brother, he, he happens to meet, bump into Dawn on the street. And then a weird random act of car wreck kills both Dawn Don's mother and his brother at the same time and murder ensues and <laughs> I just why why like if they become part of the Titans group like if we ever get a Titans group together and they're part of the Titans then giving us all of this information and backstory about them I'm okay with because then it was worth it, but it just felt tacked on because they had a certain episode count they had to get to, and the story that they came up with didn't meet that episode count. Like, people complain that the Netflix shows, the Marvel Netflix shows, seem to have, you know, their, you know, padded, padding episodes in them to stretch them out to the order. That's everything in this. Like, this could have been a two hour premiere movie. If they just did the Trigon story. But instead, they had to keep breaking off into all of these side stories. Like, we get flashbacks to when Gar was a child and sick and got pumped with chemicals and saved from, like, a plague thing and weirdness. Like, it just doesn't add up to anything. Like, you know... We always talk about how some shows are better than the sum of their parts. Like, this show is worse because of the sum of its parts. Like, it just... 
it doesn't add up to anything that matters or makes sense as a story. And I can only hope that with the death of the DCEU and the end of the Snyderisms that they were going for, that season two, because you have a perfect chance to do a soft reboot because, you know, okay, everything was dark and weird because of the influence of Trigon, because he's the Lord of Darkness and he brings darkness wherever he goes. Like, that's this line that keeps getting repeated and repeated and repeated. So we defeat Trigon and then we go on to have a much better, more interesting show that isn't trying to prove how awesome it is because of the suffering that every character goes through. Because it's... It doesn't work on so many levels because not only are the characters made to suffer, they're also jerks. Like, none of the characters are really all that likable except for Gar and Rachel a little bit. But none of the other characters are really likable, so you don't care that they're suffering. And you don't really care if it gets fixed. And that really kind of should be the catchphrase for this show. It's characters you don't care about doing things that don't matter for reasons we will never explain. And that that's Titans season one. And hopefully it will get better in season two. Hopefully doom patrol is so much better than this. They just put up the new young justice outsiders. And I am so worried about it that I, I just, I don't know. It might be a little bit before I watch that. Because, oh, DC, DC, you can do so much better than this. You have some of the best characters in your catalog. And you've proven with the Arrowverse that you can be so much better than this. And you brought Greg Berlanti over and didn't let him work his magic. What is wrong with you? I'm going to stop myself here. If you've enjoyed this episode and the app that you're listening to me on lets you rate the episode, please do that or the series. Please give us a like a thumbs up a five star whatever you can do that tells the algorithm to share us to other people and that really helps out a lot if you got a buck you can throw my way because i watch that stuff so you don't have to unless you really want to um you can either click the support button or if the app you're listening to me on doesn't have that just in the show notes, there's a link that says support on Anchor. Support me at the $1, $5, $10 levels. That helps me to keep doing this. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just flabbergasted. You can check out everything that I do over at projectshadow.com. And before I go off on another tangent, I'm just going to say have the fun. Until next time, bye.